Classic Rock's home on the Central Coast. The Rock Station. 93.3 KZOZ-FM San Luis Obispo. Hey, good morning. It's Jeff and Jeremy. Welcome back in with us. New study over the weekend I was reading says adults can only uh, go without their phone or TV for five hours or they'll lose their damn minds. <laughs> this is why I was telling you last week that this trend amongst Generation Z to buy a flip phone because it forces them to engage with people in old-fashioned avenues Um Hopefully that catches on, and that gives me a little hope for America. It really does. This study America, was done with British people, by the way. They weren't done with Americans. I don't know if Americans would be worse or not. 71% admitted they struggled to manage their life if they didn't have access to the Internet. Oh, my God. It's so funny because I, I don't know. I, I have friends, and I would probably be in that. I would just like to move to a cabin in the woods, build a fire every morning, sucks about coffee this on is... a wood stove. I, I could easily get away from the phone. It's not just you. You can shut you off just fine. Okay? But last Thursday, I got home uh, from work at about quarter after four. And my son's been bugging me all week to help him put together together his Minecraft Lego. And I finally said, fine, you know what? We're going to do it. We're gonna, I'm going to set the phone up. I'm going to ignore the phone. Right? Well, I got like four important emails two important text messages during that five hours. And then when I was going to bed, I looked at them, and I'm like, I'm not dealing with this tonight. <laughs> I put the phone down and went to yeah, sleep. Yeah, but you just said you got important emails and text messages. But wasn't it important to spend time with your son and your family? Right, right? exactly. I mean, exactly. I, think, I think people just lose focus for a minute. Like, God, right. you work eight hours a day. That's enough. But this is, this, is my, this is my problem on this, okay, is while... I'm okay with setting it aside and putting it off. The people that are trying to reach me are not okay yeah. with me. They have setting to understand it aside. you have a family, you have a life. You can't just be. You're not there at their beck and call. And um, you know, I, see, people see that as re- disrespectful. Here's the problem with society, Jeremy. Well, I don't. Is that, that's their problem. They have the issue, not you, Jeff. Right, but everybody has this issue. Everybody thinks that the world revolves around them and their schedule. Now you get mad at me if I don't text you back. Oh, I don't care. But because I've set a, a bar and no, for so and, long. And, and that's like when I text you and a week goes by and you don't text me back. Or if I text you and uh, I don't hear from you until, I mean, like at 1 o'clock and I don't hear from you until the next morning when I sit down in front of you and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it. And I know you're lying because you look at no, your text on your phone all the time. That's you just true. told no, me you did because you just missed when you built Legos with your son uh, a mm-hmm. couple of texts and emails. Because I knew that there was important communications coming in that evening. So you saw that it was a text and you decided not to. You read no, it. No, I, I, I set the I phone said, yeah, away I'll from get me. back to him. Out of, I, 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 put the phone, him. I put the phone on the charger in the room. But I can't remember the last time I texted you. I, I could look on my phone. Because it's pointless. It's futile. Don't I mean, text me. I, I, don't, I don't ever text you. No. I, think the, I think the last communication we had digitally was you texting me. Yeah, probably. Let's see. What oh, you, yeah, I asked you for a password. I asked you for a password so I could watch the football game a couple weeks ago, and you never got back to me. Uh, let's see here. No, that, I asked that, for that your was... charter or for your Spectrum uh, password. Oh, okay. 
Uh, let's see here. I have to get up early and work on some podcasts, get some stuff done. I'll be up at 4.30. That was you texting me. Uh, I don't see anything about a password. Uh, all right. You said, oh, just found out that Poppy's getting a math award. Okay. Uh, can we do this? All right. And I said, oh, we're out having dinner. That was you texting me at uh, quarter to six at night. Go back further. Okay. Uh, do you have a pass to access for charter? Do I have a pass? Did you read the one underneath it? Uh, I didn't get anything else. I just got, do you have a pass to access for charter? I sent you one that said, I meant pass and username. Oh. That's that's not on there? I didn't see that either. When was that? Sunday? Oh, Sunday at 3.49 a.m. You sent me that at 3.50 a.m. on a Sunday morning. How am I going to see that? No, 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 no. I did not send it then. Maybe there is a problem with the communication. Like, it didn't get sent out. It was, like, immediately afterwards because I realized, oh, that doesn't make sense, what I'm sending right now. I'm, let me clarify. Yeah. Because I wanted to watch. But why wouldn't you ask me if you saw that text, what does that mean, if that was the question? I didn't see it because you sent it at 3.50 in the morning. Look at I'm not lying. Look at my phone. No, I know, but sometimes have you ever had that. Do you ever have that happen where you send something and then somebody doesn't get it and then it goes like? Plus, I have like a sleep mode later. on my phone. So, anyways, my phone turns off. It doesn't. I I wouldn't get texts until Monday morning at five a.m. and I probably just didn't see it. So sorry. <laughs> Three fifty in the morning on a Sunday. That's pretty funny. Anyways, well, hold on. I can I can show you when I sent it. No, I sent it at three twenty. I sent it at three thirteen. The I think you're way was, too connected to your device. You need you need to back it off, dude. Look at look at you're dude. turning since into we're, the since we're just showing things that people can't see that are listening to us right now. What's that time right there say? Uh, see? Squint a little harder, there, blind guy. I can't right see there. it. I can't see it. Three twenty p.m. Yeah, mine says three twenty a.m. I just showed you that. I don't have to tell you. I, I just showed it. here. I'll take a screenshot and send it to you. Would that make you yeah. feel better? PM right there. Squint a little harder. Well, I didn't get it till 3:50 a.m. You see the problem that phones create in our lives? <laughs> okay. The study also found 57% agree that digital connection is vital for their well-being. That's that is see that's sick, that's sad. Shouldn't be that way. It makes me want to fire Jeremy down the friggin' stairs right now. Well, yeah, it's Cuz I really want to watch the game. Quit being so cheap and go get yourself a package, you jerk. I'm sorry I wasn't there to help you at 3.50 in the damn morning. Actually, my phone doesn't even accept anything. It was 3.50 p.m. I just showed you. It was 3.20 p.m. 3.20 p.m. Listen, it says right here, 3.49 a.m. I don't know what to tell you. It says 3.49 a.m. That's when I got it, okay? That's fine. That's fine. So there was some kind of technical issue in the world of cell phone messaging. And who am I mad at? I'm not mad at... You're mad at me, and I don't know AT&T. why. AT&T, I'm, I'm not mad at Spectrum, I'm not mad at T-Mobile, I'm not mad at Verizon. I'm mad at you. Guess what I'm doing right now? I took a screenshot of this, and I'm sending it to you. So Guess you what I'm doing right now? I just blocked you, so I'm not going to get it. <laughs> this is where the Central Coast rocks. Play louder. From 93.3 KZOZ. Remember a couple years ago, several years ago now, I guess, uh, Marie Kondo. Do you remember? Does that name strike in? It doesn't, no. A court. Marie Kondo? She, no. Netflix did a special. She wrote a book in 2014 that was all about decluttering your life. Okay. And it was called 
condifying your life. I forget what it is. But this woman um, was a single woman at the time. She wrote this book on how to declutter your life and it will give you peace and, and joy and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> in a recent interview, and Netflix did a, a, a series with it and it gave you tips on how to take the stuff that you don't need in your house and get rid of it. And it's going to make you a much happier person. She had three kids since then. She's thrown that whole ideal out the window. <laughs> she had given up on given up on trying to declutter her life because. Well, I've seen your rec room where you sometimes work right. from home from. You can't that, do it with kids. I mean, I know your house. I've been there. It's very clean. But that room is kind of like your junk drawer of rooms, right? Like uh. everything goes down there. That's where you know all the toys and all that kind of stuff are. Yeah, I can, you have two kids. She's got what three? You said she's got three kids. Uh, I have one dog, and it's constantly picking up his toys. Leaves them all over the house. She said that um, she is she has now uh, transitioned her focus away from uh, tidying up because that has become an increasingly unattainable goal as her family has grown. You beat yourself up over keeping like a tidy house and being like borderline OCD if you were following the Marie Kondo method. In fact. I would say full-on OCD if you were following the Marie Kondo uh, yeah. uh, uh, but, thing. But what's what worse, being people? connected to your phone and not spending time with your family because you've got emails and text messages to get to, or keeping your house straight and uh, spending time with your family? I'd say well, see, this is what I, this is what I'm, I'm I'm upset with her for. She entered in this mess not knowing what the other what the other side of the of the coin had going for it. You know what I mean? Like she didn't know. People with families, because I know a lot of people with families that applied the Marie Kondo method to their lives, and and it it overtook them, like like okay, and and maybe the family ended up suffering as a result of it. She should have came out after having the second kid and said, "Oh man, I was wrong about this whole uh, tidying up strategy." Why not have life. the kids tidy up? It's a great lesson to teach them as they're young. Do you make your kids clean up after themselves, or do you do it? Yeah, I make them. I make them clean up after themselves. But sometimes, I have had enough, and they won't do it. So I just, I do it myself. <sighs> See, that's, I know it's tough. I'll say you're. You know, I wish you were my dad. Not that I wish you were my dad, but I wish I would have had a dad like you more than my dad. I mean, I love my dad and all, but he was tough, man. I mean, I had to every weekend wash the cars, take out the trash, mow the grass. Every day I came home from school, I had to vacuum the entire house. Our house was 2,700 square feet. It was There's on nothing carpet. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. those lessons. that It was a little bit you. much, probably. I'm sure no, you don't have not, your kids. Does your daughter because, come home and vacuum the house every no, day? No, but maybe she or should. Or do the dishes every day? But, no, take out she, the trash maybe, every day? I mean, how I had to do you, all these things. How old were you when you were doing this stuff? Nine. Did you started that? at nine. That's my daughter. That's my, all of it. All of it was started at nine. I had to come home every day, vacuum, take out the trash, and make sure all the laundry was taken down to the laundry room when I was nine. By the time I was 10, I started mowing the yard. And then okay. uh, when I was 12, I think, is when I started washing the cars because I could reach the top. Okay. That's good to know the, the plan. I don't think it's there was bad. kids that had it worse, I'm sure. I mean, we didn't live on a farm or anything, but it I was mean, constantly all these people would call them chores and you would get an allowance. I didn't get an allowance. I was just expected yeah. to do these things. Well, I mean, the I didn't ever go without either, though. So. The allowance is a pittance, really, when you think about it. I mean, 
I think my allowance growing up was like $5 a week, and I had that same list of chores that you had. And I had them, I, w- I want to say I had them a little earlier because it, w- it was the minute that I became the latchkey kid in second grade. That was that was seven. Man, I'm so mad at you. You got to do second grade twice, and you didn't even have to do any chores. I had to do chores, and I was still able to complete second grade uh, the first go-round. I completed it fine. My parents made the decision to hold me back because of my immaturity. That's according sorry, to my, that's a side, my that's teacher. Just a, that's just a side note. On, on, <laughs> on what I, was, I was just thinking, man, twisting I was, the story. You know why I was held I back. I was able to do all these tricks. So when I was a latchkey kid at, in second grade, which I think is highly illegal, um, but it happened. What are you seven? What are you seven years old in second grade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were staying at home by yourself at seven. Yeah. Well, I and yeah, I, I would was, imagine you needed expected. to have a lot of chores to stay busy so you didn't burn the house down. Right, exactly. I you know, idle hands are the work of the devil, right? So I had these these responsibilities that I had to take care of around the house and once I was done taking care of those responsibilities, I could watch the TV and whatever. Now nobody was watching me because I was there by myself. So I had no way of knowing when I was watching TV and when I was doing the chores. Let me tell you, there were plenty of times when I would come home, watch TV, realize there was 30 minutes till my mom was getting home, and then um, <laughs> rush around and do the chores. Good. She had the fear of God in you. That's but good. still, still, I had to do the chores. And uh, maybe, you know, there's something. Maybe you can condofy your life, whatever it is. Marie Kondo, con- tidying up your life, whatever it is. Maybe you could do that if you have, if you instill in your kids that they need to do chores. I know, I look about at, at, at us, at our youth and today's kids, and I feel like now generations increasingly get lazier and lazier and entitled, entitled and expect more for doing nothing. I mean, look at the workforce right now with all the tech layoffs. I think there's like, Something like 50,000 people that have been laid off in the tech industry. But those people were also the same people that would go to work every day, post a video of what, all the stuff that they got at their job at Google on Instagram and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go eat this free food. I'm going to play ping pong over here. I'm going to do yoga. Take a with nap. Yeah. Yeah. So those people got fired because they're, they're, they weren't worth anything to the company. Right. Maybe we need to... Refocus the chores, re reconstitute the chores amongst the youth of America. Because their work ethic is crap. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. So I found an article. And where did I find this? What magazine was this in? Oh, it was on Reddit. So take it for what it will. But these are 10 common money-saving tips. And I thought I would run them by you because you would probably know if these are going to work or not. Number one, make your own laundry detergent. Have you ever thought about doing that? No. How do you make your own laundry detergent? I don't know. Maybe you Google it. <laughs> if you're not going to tell me how to do it, then I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to continue to buy the laundry detergent. There, it, just, it doesn't say. It just says you can make your own laundry detergent. It's only worth it uh, to make it in large quantities, but then you have to store it somewhere. Yeah, uh, one right, person on the article drum. here says, "Yeah, we were just it, talking careful, about tidying, blah, blah, blah. tidying up your life, right? I mean, I don't need a fifty-gallon drum of something I made sitting next to my washer and dryer." I'm big fan of buying the knockoff brands when it comes to this kind of stuff. My wife is all about buying the name products because of skin allergies and things like this. She buys the allergy-free soap. I just say, let's go by to Costco and get the Kirkland. Tide. It's it's pretty much tied in a Kirkland bottle, and it's half the price. 
Uh, buying in bulk, which I know is something that you pride yourself on. You certain going things. to Costco. No, certain things. Certain things. Other things, it's not that good of a deal. It really isn't. God, I bought beef at Costco the other day, just ground beef. You uh, buy did you stuff. buy the, uh, the grass-fed stuff? No, uh, I don't buy the stuff in the cubes. That's a ripoff. Oh, it is. Organic. Not. Organic. Okay. Isn't no, it all no, organic? It's not organic. It's grass-fed. You don't even know what you're it talking about. It says organic on it. It says grass-fed. So don't, it says organic grass-fed, yeah. I'll but, go get the perkage. Okay, that's maybe, fine. Maybe the grass was organically grown, but you don't yeah, organically fine. grow a cow. You feed it grass, and maybe right. now it's organic. I don't know. It says organic grass-fed on it, but I don't buy into that nonsense. When Couponing? It, you can, still a thing? You let's still go do back it? To the, let's go back to the meat differences in the meat at Costco, Okay. They have the stuff that is like packaged up that's like old school. The old school stuff is four ninety nine a pound. That stuff you're buying is like six nineteen a pound. Okay? You're talking about a difference of a dollar and twenty cents a pound. Okay. Now, I, I granted, don't know if you're right or if you're just blowing smoke at my ass. Oh, I'm not, because I did a price comparison the other night when I went and bought it. But the problem is you have to buy seven pounds of the other stuff. That's the stuff that's like, you know, you buy at any grocery store. It's got like cellophane wrapped around it, it's in a tray. Except for Costco, it's spilling over the sides because you've got to buy seven pounds of it. Like the tray probably only holds five, but they they put more and more and more on it because it's Costco, and you're spending thirty five dollars for a hamburger. All right, hold on a second here. Uh, let me click on this. Here it is: the grass fed ground beef, eighty five percent lean, fifteen percent mm-hmm. fat. All right, is normally eight ninety nine, uh, and it, right now it's five ninety nine. No hormones, no antibiotics. This is one pound of meat, five ninety nine a pound. So that's that's yeah. your comparison right there is out the window. You're a liar. Well, you said normally it's eight ninety nine. Now it's five ninety nine. So my comparison is actually spot on. Actually, it's a, I, I undershot it. If, if you think about it, yeah. But Costco's got a deal on it right now, five ninety nine. So that doesn't work for you, jerk. Um, but so this the, is why this is why coupons are important, though, right? Or paying attention, yeah. even if you don't have to physically cut the coupon and take it, at least paying attention to when you should buy certain things. Seven pounds of ground beef's a lot. You don't need to buy seven pounds. I did. You buy, th- these are three one-pound packs, and what you do is you put two in the freezer and you put one in the fridge. Yeah, when you buy the seven pounds, you have to divide it up. Yeah, see, that's pack. a lot of mess. And then, you gotta, what are you going to put it in? But the problem is... You've got to buy something you, to put it in. Here's the problem, though. If you rely on that, um, because it's, a, it's like... It's like they're not one pound packages. They're like I think they're twenty four ounces. So I think it's it's like a, a pound and a half. Okay, uh, per pa- pound and a half of burger is a lot of burger. You got to make like four or five burgers. And this is my problem with buying in bulk. You think especially, you're really holding a conversation that people care about right now, especially at Costco? You're such a weirdo. No, like, I, I, I am. I am because you have twenty four <laughs> ounces of beef. So when really sixteen ounces of beef would do the trick. Your fat ass has to put another eight ounces on it in order to be happy and satisfied, and that's where Costco gets you. They You're calling me you a fat ass that has to no, add I'm more? I'm talking anybody, anybody that chops at Costco regularly. Listen, the, so nice, yes, thing about, the nice thing about uh, having extra of anything is that it's leftovers, and now it's food for the week. You, you, true, yeah. true, if you, if you view it that way. But it, they, I don't throw it away. See, they're I don't counting on... They're counting on you making more trips to Costco by selling three packages of 24 ounces of meat versus um, uh, five packages of of 16 ounces of meat, right? Because if they made it, if they were going to really make it convenient, they would make it a pound per serving, and then that way you could throw it in the in the freezer. But 
It is. 24. I just told you it's a pound per serving. It's, it's not. It's a pound it's per package. It's, it's 16 ounces. ounces. I'm looking right at it online right here. 100% grass-fed uh, beef, one pound, 16 ounces. There's three of them. They're all together. You cut mm-hmm. one off, you put it in the fridge. You put the other two in the freezer. So that's enough. The, that's, that's the stuff that I saw the other night was twenty four ninety nine for the three packages, and I looked no. to see if it was a pound because I was like, "That's a lot for a pound," no, and it was twenty four. Granted, I, you're paying California prices too, so just like gas and everything else, everything costs more in California. Uh, but you're just looking it up online, right? Yes, lowering the thermostat. <laughs> Here's the thing: remember college when we lived in that apartment together, and you you came over, and Ernie came over when we first moved to to college, and we lived in that two bedroom apartment. We had a rule in that apartment. Do you remember what it was? With the heat? Um, nothing above like 65 no, or something? No, it was like you couldn't turn the heat on unless your nose got cold. And we kept that after you moved out. And I, from that day on, I will not have my house cold anymore. This, the house I live in now is always set at 71, but I have no problem turning it up to 75 if I have to. But I know you're the king of lowering the thermostat. These are budget baller ways to save some money, according to a group of people on Reddit. Uh, holding uh, onto unnecessary stuff that you'll potentially lose later, being a hoarder. I don't. How does that? In a, clutter is not worth the headache. I don't understand how that costs you money. I, I guess you would be a great example of this Damn. because you guys have yard sales or garage sales all the time. Just to get rid of stuff, and then I guess you get some money back. I'm holding on to stuff that, God, if I could sell it, I'd be in a pretty good position, but it takes work to do that in time, and I just don't have the energy. What, do you have the samurai sword? (laughs) I have a lot of things. Like, I still have my dolly that I used to, remember my motorized power dolly that I take my boat in and out of the garage with? Still sitting downstairs. I could probably get a thousand get bucks for that. that. You got to get rid of that because you don't got you don't got a boat for it. That's the problem. You want a thousand bucks for it? Oh, is it fifteen hundred dollars brand new? It's a big marketplace for people that need a dolly to move a boat. Well, people can use it for RVs. They can use it for airplanes. They can use it for boats. Anything on a trailer, Jeff. And this spring, I'm going to put it up for sale. Um, How hard is it to open up a Craigslist post? I don't think this is the time to buy it right now. That's all. Wait till <laughs> you in the market. You're always waiting out these markets, whether it be houses or... Oh, spring or is a big time to buy Dollies stuff. for boats. Yeah, because people start thinking about camping in the spring and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I'm mad that you pay a lot less for your meat and meat in Washington. I'm pissed because well, I'm looking at the same thing, and ours is twenty six ninety nine for the same three packages. I don't have to tell you. Uh, reusing Ziploc bags, another way you can save money. That, to me, that's kind of gross. And, God, if you are that broke, then you need to recess your living situation. You shouldn't have to reuse a Ziploc bag. Have you ever done that? No. Why don't you just use a reusable container? Exactly. (laughs) If that's what you're going to do. Like, like, seriously, like, that's washable. The Ziploc bag, I don't know if it is. And I don't think there's any, uh, what was Fauci, what what was his title? He was the, uh, what was he a doctor of? Liar-in-chief. Well, oh, yeah, I know uh, that now. We all know that now. Uh, but what was this uh, infectious forget. disease? Yes. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any infectious disease experts going to be saying, "Oh, just rewash your uh, Ziploc bags." <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on ninety three point three KZOZ. 
How pathetic can some people be? My favorite ride when I was a little kid uh, was uh, Splash Mountain, and I really enjoyed it because what it is like a log that goes over a waterfall, right? And I remember really liking it when I was little, but what I don't remember when I was little is uh, you get in this big log, and you're sitting there, and then what Disneyland does is they take any old stranger, uh, yeah, old guy, really whoever's next in line, and they just slide him right in your lap. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> and I'm not good with small talk, so I'm just kind of like laughing like an idiot, like, <laughs> all right, this is warm. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, really wish I'd have came with an even number of friends. That's what I wish. Uh, you guys go. Uh, yeah. And that was the weird thing. Disneyland didn't put an old guy in my lap. Or like a mom or anything. Guess what Disneyland did? They took a little kid and put him right on my crotch. <laughs> and if you guys know this about me, I don't have any little kids. That was someone else's little... I don't even like roller coasters. I spent the whole ride with my hands up just because I knew there was going to be a picture at the bottom. That's the last thing I need. Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. Yeah. The, ripple, the ripple effect of woke wokeism. The ripple effect. Um, people are... Selling water from Splash Mountain um, that they gathered on the last day that it was open. In Disney World, the last day that it was open was the 22nd. That was Sunday. Disneyland, it was on Monday, the 23rd. I had no idea. I rode this thing three times. I was there on Monday a week ago. And Is it um, still fun? Obviously, you rode it three times. You must have had a good time. Yeah, my kids love love Splash Mountain. Oh my gosh, they love Splash Mountain. It's so funny because... So it kind of takes you through this little thing, and then there's really just one big drop at the end, right? If I remember right? No, there's there's drops in... in, in a, there's, there's a drop kind of when you start out. I mean, it takes you up a little bit, and then there's a drop. And then um, there's another drop, which I hate this one because it's in the dark. And you're totally in the dark, and you can't see the water coming at you, so it surprises you when it gets you. And then there's the big drop at the end. Okay. Now, I always get the most wet on the drop in the dark. Oh, I can't stand the drop in the dark. I hate it. It's the worst. Because you feel, at least when you could open your eyes and you see the water coming towards you, you feel like you can dodge it or do something, right? Can't do that at all in the dark. At the dark, you're just hoping for the best. And you take your medicine. It's terrible. Anyways. <laughs> I've been to Disneyland. I was with you. And your wife? Did you go to Disneyland did you go Splash last Mountain? time? I don't know if we did or not. I think we did. That was what? That was before you had kids. That was before you got married. This was. It had to be over a decade ago. Easy. Yeah. Um, the Splash Mountain water was being collected by people at Disney World, and they are selling it on eBay. They're trying to get about a hundred bucks a container for it. Jeez. Because it's uh, they're changing it's the theming. It's Anaheim water. Well, in this instance, it's uh, the the ones that are for sale are from Disney World, and they oh, put the date oh, on okay. it. But there's no way that it could be authenticated. It could be out of your tap, and you know you need to have something to authenticate it. So this is a big problem because people really aren't buying it. Anyways, um, they're trying to sell it for a hundred dollars a pop online. They'll pay the shipping though. 
because if anybody can sell you water, they better damn well pay the shipping on it. <laughs> if the you're stupid why, enough to buy water in a vial, I think you're stupid enough to pay for shipping. The, why, the reason why this is the ripple effects of, of wokeism is it drives stupidity in our culture because somebody will buy the water, right? There's a sucker born every minute. Yeah. Um, the whole reason why they're shutting down the ride is they got to retheme the ride because there was a petition against the ride, which my kids have ridden this ride. My daughter's ridden it at least 20 times in her life. She's never asked me any questions about it being racist. I've ridden the ride probably about 22 times in my life. I don't understand why it's racist, but apparently... It has racist undertones of Southern culture. And they are changing the ride to, um, what is it going to be called? Tiana's, Tiana's a princess, um, oh, Disney World. Tiana's, uh, See, I always thought Bayou Splash Mountain was about something. mining gold or something. Because you're like kind of going through these old caverns and then you're in this old like shack looking like how they used to kind of, I don't know. I guess well I think uh, I, I think the main the main point being made here is it's isn't it about getting wet first and foremost? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Splash mountain. You're on a mountain that gets you wet. It splashes you. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I never paid attention to it either. I just uh, but anyways, so they're 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 changing the theming of it. So both splash mountains are gonna be shut down for some period of time while they revamp the theming on it. It's funny because my wife pseudo bought into this craze. She's not dumb enough to buy water, but when we were leaving Disney land she went into the gift shop and she was looking for any splash mountain t-shirts yeah some kind of memorabilia that would that would you know say splash mountain she went up to the guy that was selling the um the stalker bands what they have is uh you get your tickets loaded on a little watch now at at uh, disneyland so you just walk up to the thing like a spy and you hold it up and it tells you whether or not you can go on this ride or whether you get access to this park or whatever guy that was selling those she goes hey uh do you know uh if you guys have any splash mountain memorabilia and the uh woke weenie uh that was selling the um tracking stocking pads from disney was like oh no that ride's done <laughs> she's like i'm aware that it's done do you know if there's any memorabilia no they've started they've stopped marking that a long time ago and she's like, okay, sorry for asking. Please don't label me a racist for asking. Get your little racist ass out of here. Splash Mountain. Uh, anybody dumb enough to buy water online? Deserves to be Jeff and Jeremy's. Dumbass of the day. <laughs> it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. All right, so Jeff and Jeremy here. And, you know, I know you and I don't go to fitness classes, and I know that most people that listen to us probably don't, but I think this applies in a lot of areas. And there's a a lot of people that are getting pissed off at people doing these things in their fitness class. Um, So I thought we would pass it along. All right. Um, And this goes for really just about anything. And number one is just arriving late. And we've talked about this with jobs, with anything. If you make a commitment, if you're on time, you're late, right? Or at least that's how I think it is. If you're you're five minutes early, you're on time. Aren't you paying to be there? Yeah, but you know what? You're holding up the whole class when you why arrive late. Hold, why am I holding up the class? Why don't I just join in when uh, when no, you because guys you're are a distraction when you come in and what's it distracting about that? Just keep doing what you're doing. I'll I'll, I'll catch up. 
I don't know. Like, I don't understand it is. why anybody would get upset about that except for the instructor feeling like he is or she is more important than um, than than whatever. What, uh, what was the rule when you were in school, in Jeff, life? and you showed up late? They didn't pay to go to school. <laughs> Saving spots for your friends. You ever been anywhere and tried to save a spot for someone in line? It's just as annoying, apparently, if you go to fitness class. How about, I have one for you. Um, this goes for anywhere there's a Planet Fitness, um, which I'm sure Planet Fitness is a great place to work out because of it's cheap. Their, their, their low prices and their equipment. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's a great place, but here's what I don't understand. I have to negotiate two parking lots. In which there is Planet Fitnesses in these parking lots on the on the reg. Okay. One is the grocery store down the street from my place of employment, okay. and the other one is the grocery store up the street from my house. I don't know what kind of a haze that the workout crowd is in because I'm not part of the workout crowd, but it's like these people are supposed to be trying to get fit, right? When you walk across the parking lot, go to one centralized area, it's called a crosswalk, use that crosswalk and walk as fast as you can across that crosswalk. You have this, and the one in Paso is not as bad as the one in Slow. And I attribute it to Slow mentality. Yes, I agree 100%. Literally, S-L-O-W mentality. And that is... I'm just going through life, and uh, everything everything should just revolve around me. You have, at that Planet Fitness, people park on the other side of the drive area. Instead of going to a crosswalk, you have, it's like a game of Frogger. You have people, like you're trying to drive to get to the, you have to stop once for the first person that's crossing, and then four feet, five feet down from where that person crossed, there's another person crossing. And then another five feet down, there's another person crossing. So you're sitting there waiting for six people to cross to go to the Planet Fitness. And these are the most... And and keep in mind, there's people going out, coming out, and going in. So sometimes it's like 10 people. They're the slowest walkers... And now the ones coming out, I give I give them a pass because they may be sore from their workout or whatever. But the ones going in? <laughs> no, and they're crossing all through the parking lot instead of going to yes. one area so you can never get across. Yes. I just creep out slowly, safely in front and just, just to get through. And I, I love the dirty looks. I bring them on. I bring them on. I welcome the dirty looks because, listen, jackass, you're not doing this right. You're in the way. You can obviously see I've been sitting here for quite a while now waiting for all you losers or whatever you want to call yourself. Maybe you're the winners to cross. Pedestrians you know drive I'm me nuts. Start doing. All pedestrians you know drive me nuts. I'm, I'm going to start, well, especially in San Luis Obispo because you have the bicycle crowd too. But what I'm going to start doing is when they're doing their saunter across the uh, drive there uh, at the at the Marigold Center, I'm going to throw it into neutral and get on the gas really hard, make them think that I'm going. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And maybe they'll speed up a little bit when they're walking across. 93.3 KCOZ. This is, I think, a good advertisement for this car manufacturer. 
Give this a listen. You guys are asking on an accident. The RP believes that they think someone is inside the vehicle that's stuck underneath the semi. They're now approaching Quivira at 3.42 hours. Did you get that? Did you understand the context of that? It sounded like maybe a dispatcher talking to a yeah. police officer saying there's a car stuck under a semi, and it sounds like she said approaching, so it's still moving. Yeah, and, and they think somebody is still in the vehicle that is underneath the semi. This happened that is moving in Over- down the road. Yes, this wow. happened in Overland Park, uh, Kansas, last week. The car traveled eight miles underneath the semi. The semi traveled for eight miles. Because what happened, I think, is the driver thought that there was, there was no semi next to them, so they went to do a lane change, slid right underneath the semi. <laughs> How do you not see the it, wheels and the tires? And the semis are huge. I think they were trying to do something out of one of those uh, 80s uh, TV shows. Yeah, You're going to need a car, a car with a smaller uh, smaller profile. Fast and Furious she, or something. She was driving a Kia. I don't know what kind of Kia it was, but the Kia was uh, under, un, under the vehicle. It, it dragged her nearly eight miles um, at 3.30 in the morning. Jeez. So, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, right? Yeah, that's what they say. Um. She was taken to the hospital. Uh, no, no word on her condition, but um, she's alive, uh, which is pretty remarkable. Thinking, what would you think? Eight miles at semis travel about sixty miles an hour. So that's a good. I'm yeah. trying to do the math on this. That's a good ten, twelve minutes of your life, probably. So we 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 still don't know what happened, and she was injured in this to the point where she can't tell us how she got under this semi. And how she, I mean, I, that's crazy to me. Her condition has not been released. Okay. Now, there was, there's always an instance of people that are involved in stuff like this. Do you remember the lady that drove off the cliff? She was from San Diego on the, on the one, like probably about a decade ago. Yes, I she, do. She drove off the cliff and she crawled back up to the top right. where a passerby found her. Yes. And then they took her to Sierra Vista. And we didn't find out anything about that because she didn't want any of the information released. That's not fair. Why is that not fair? Well, it's not fair, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm still, but I think, hey, listen, this is too of a, a spectacular, crazy story. Right. Not to share some of the details. Like, how did you, how did you get off the, I mean, what happened? How did you fly off the cliff? And then how did you make it? And how long were you down there for? She was down there for days, right? Wasn't she down there for like two or three days? I thought she was yeah, down there for a while. It was, it was a while, yeah. It, I was, remember, it, was, right? yeah. it was definitely overnight, one night, if wow. not more. Okay. Um, so I think Kia needs to recreate this in their next commercial. Kia? Yeah. You talk about Super Bowl commercial time, man. Come on. Why Kia? Because <laughs> that's, that's the car she was driving. driving. Yeah. I mean, hell, if I'm looking for a safe car for my family and I hear this, this, uh, this story about uh, Kia being dragged underneath a semi for eight miles and the lady lives? I'm, I'm signing up for a Kia, man. <laughs> you know how much they're going to have to pay this lady if they use that story? Otherwise, she'll try to sue him because it's a sue culture. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I just don't want to know. I want to know. Maybe there's some truck drivers out there. I don't know. 805-543-3693. How this happens and you don't know about it. Now, it's 3.30 in the morning, so it's likely there's hardly any traffic on the road. Right, but I mean, so, like, you know, people aren't driving beside and, you, going. You know, hey, when hey, you're you driving know. long distances, I mean, I get you kind of get zoned, but I mean, 
gosh, whenever I just pull a trailer behind my truck, I'm always looking in the mirrors, always looking in the mirrors. And you would think that if you're doing, you know, driving an 18 wheel, you're always looking in the mirrors, always looking in the mirrors. There's but, been a number of stories similar to this. Like there was a guy was a few months back uh, that was hanging on to the back of a semi truck. He was drunk um, and he hung on for like 50 miles. It or was crazy. Like yeah. And the guy's yeah. going down the freeway at 60 miles an hour and he's holding on. But I get that because you can't see the back of your truck right. when you're driving. You can only see what your mirrors and your cameras are I'm surprised are now with Bluetooth to. and cameras and things like that, they can't put a magnet Bluetooth camera on the back of a semi or something like that, a trailer. Because I've been thinking about getting that for, for me when I'm towing a trailer. Mm-hmm. I, want a, I want a camera back there. Now, they have these new Bluetooth license plates you can buy at Costco. And they come with a little monitor. I think they're 80 bucks. And I've been thinking about getting that license plate just so I can see what's directly behind me. I would imagine that semi trucks could put a camera on the top of their and look. I don't know. Yeah, like mean, RVs have them, right? Well, sure. I mean, yeah. Every single RV that was made post nineteen ninety five has these things. Has a camera, but now yeah. you, with Bluetooth technology, you can do it wirelessly. Wirelessly, yeah. But I bet you they never thought to get a camera and mount it up underneath the uh, the, no. the bed of the trailer. <laughs> Well, you could have one. You could have one if you think about it, right? Where the trailer connects at the back of the truck. So when the yes, truck yeah, isn't yeah, connected to a trailer, you would have a camera. Um, doesn't Darwinism take over if you uh, decide to drive your Kia underneath a, a semi truck? Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on ninety three point three KZOZ. You absolutely rock. Classic rock all the time. Ninety three point three KZOZ FM, San Luis Obispo rocks. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, a newfound respect. Maybe one of my new favorites. What a performance on and off the field last night, or I should say after the game. Uh, that was great. Congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, 49ers fans, but it just wasn't in the cards. And I just, I feel my heart goes out to you because, you know, that what a terrible way to start the playoff game moving forward. And, uh, your quarterback goes down in the first, I don't know, handful of plays, first five minutes. It was really unfortunate, but first uh, drive, man. Jeez. You know, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it would have helped. It would have mattered anyways, but it just sucks when it goes. It may have mattered. The I'm defense, sorry. I'm sorry. Every when when the Philadelphia Eagles defense knows, hmm, I think they're going to run the ball every single time. It, it really changes your defensive scheme. Oh, and they were trying to do stuff. McCaffrey was a part of trick plays, and then you know he just threw it to no man's land. I mean, the nobody was. He could have just ran with it, and I think he would have got twenty, thirty yards. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the penalty breakdown was for the San Francisco they 49ers. Needed, they needed like 20, 30 points though. That's the problem. But the penalties killed them. Def- their defense was, it was just atrocious. And, uh, and, but you know, I think there's frustration there and everything else. So we move forward. We get ready for Super Bowl 57 with the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, back in, uh, Arizona in, in Glendale. That's where the stadium is. Yeah. So. How yeah, bad we were just did you there feel? A number of years ago, that was weird that they're doing it again. Yeah, they're they're, they're making up for lost time. And well, because it's a hot climate. You know, if you have a hot climate destination that people like to go to in February, 
It's a good place for to have a Super Bowl. Better than Detroit. Detroit's got to be the worst spot that they've... No, I'm sorry. Minnesota and Detroit are the two worst spots that they've ever had a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you should have this in places where, it, like Phoenix, like L.A., like Miami, where it's warm, where people can go and they How can come break. And... Jacksonville's never hosted a Super Bowl. I don't know. They got swimming pools and everything in the well, in the suites. I mean, and it's it's a it's a stadium, man. I mean, it, 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 you know what what's the difference between Jacksonville and and I guess it's TIAA Bank Stadium and. And Hard Rock down in Miami, what, a, a few hundred miles? Still, Jacksonville's pretty nice in February. I don't know, Jeff. You're the only one that I know that talks about Miami as much as you do. And uh, I don't know much about Miami or Jacksonville or Florida. So, uh, to me, this is a kind of a moot thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, but if you're talking about but, warm weather warm weather Super Bowls, Atlanta's had it a, half, you know, a, a bunch of times. Dallas has had it a bunch of times. Why don't they have it in Mexico? You know, next year they're talking about having it over in Europe. Like, are you kidding me? At least take it to Mexico, all right? What about Hawaii? Can we not do a Super Bowl in Hawaii? You, Way uh, too expensive. No, and, Way too expensive. And the stadium is so... I mean, the reason why they moved the Pro Bowl out of Hawaii is because guys were complaining about getting hurt all the time because it's... Well, it's they're not going to get hurt now. It's a flag football game. Yeah. <laughs> Which I heard Peyton Manning's coming back to play. This is great. We can get all the old guys back out there. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. Well, we're giving away uh, a party for the Super Bowl, and we're calling it the Super Party. And it's presented by Astound Broadband, the Central Coast new and only fiber internet, and the Switch Slow. It's all catered, coming to your house for you and your friends. Uh, coming up at 8.40 this morning, we're going to uh, give you an opportunity to get qualified. When you do, we'll give you a $50 gift card you can use wherever you want. Boom, bam. And, uh, I don't know. That's a 50, we keep- it's a $50 gift card. It's not like to any certain place. You can use it as cash. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking uh, because I'm feeling festive today, we'll do something with the NFL. Some sort of NFL mind funk trivia question or something like that. So uh, that's coming up. Who knows? It could be really easy. Uh, you know, it could be... Uh, like what? Like uh, name a, a a conference championship contender that uh, that lost all its quarterbacks over the course of the season. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty easy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Dude, okay. I'm sorry. They, I don't even I don't even know who the third. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I went. I had a late kind of brunch thing. Had a couple of uh, Bloody Marys. Came back and I took a nap. And I woke up and this dude is in there playing quarterback. I'm like, who's this guy? Josh Johnson. Johnson, yeah. No. And the next thing I know, his, house, yeah. his head's bouncing off the turf like a basketball. I'm like, what are they going to do now? They're going to go get the uh, third, fourth string I've receiver always, that listen, played a little junior high quarterback? I know we have listeners that have friends that work for the 49ers uh, organization. Can something be done with strength and conditioning in San Francisco? Is it automatically people Sometimes turn into I, a snowflake when they go to San Francisco and they're like, <laughs> they're like, ew, don't tackle me. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I think it's bad luck. I think, you know, guys get hurt. You, you don't, I don't know how you condition and strengthen a leg that gets broken or a foot that gets broken or, uh, this, but why this, is this it, nerve thing that, well, why uh, is it years and years of bad luck? And it's, it's uh, always running backs and quarterbacks with that. They're always, always getting hurt. Like it's, maybe it's drinking too much with the pinky out, you know. Maybe too much, you gotta, too many trips maybe, to Napa. Yeah, maybe that's what it is.
So anyways, 8.40 this morning uh, to get, and then uh, this this whole party will be catered by the Switch Slow. It'll be brought to your house. Suzanne's going to show up there and uh, greet you and get you all set up to go, and then you can have a party. All right? And so that's at 8.40 this morning. All right, we got Aerosmith and Van Halen. She's even going to decorate, and you always need a female hand to, to decorate your spot. How's that studio looking? How's she doing on that? What, I'm just what trying to studio? figure out what her Look, our studio. How's our studio look? The Washington she, she, State University flag right behind me. Bro. I had okay. I had the California Mid State Fair blow up several big posters from rock shows that uh, needed to be just framed and hung up, and she was going to take care of that. So I I wouldn't count on her. Yeah, I'm looking at Petty right job. now. I'm looking at Petty right no, now. No, that that was that was not one of them. I uh, want to say congratulations uh, to Abel out in Oceano, oh, our big winner this, this week in the red zone. Big controversy in the red zone. Okay, we'll talk about that coming up. 93.3 KCOZ rocks. And we got the man on the phone right now. Here's Abel out of Oceano. Good morning, Abel. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. How are you boys doing today? Doing good. good. Doing good. Questioning our, our point system in the old... Uh, in the old red zone challenge. Yeah. Because you picked the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Cincinnati Bagels 24 to 21. Very close, right? Very close. You were only one off on both regards, which earned you a tiebreaker score of two. 24 to 21 is what you had picked. Yeah, Prob- that was pretty dangerous. Problem is, um, your neighbor to the south, Cheryl Salinas. Pick the Kansas City Chiefs twenty four to twenty one. So what we do is we take Abel's name and we take Cheryl's name and we put it in a hat and we pick and we one. We do any, many, many mo. And this is the problem with this. Okay, we don't run into this problem when there's sixteen games a week, thirteen games a week, twelve games a week during the buys. We don't run into this problem at all. But when okay. there's only two games. We will run into this problem, and these games are amplified in their point values. You're, you got 16 points from getting yes. both games right yesterday. Yes. Um, eight and eight is what is what those points. Are. So, so you get a lot of points on this. Now, granted, in the grand scheme of things, Cheryl has the same amount of points as you do. It's just we want to find out who wins brunch at the Sea Venture, and we draw a name out of a hat, and you were the name that was drawn out of the hat. So I guess uh, luck, <laughs> luck is shining down on you today, Abel. Oh, oh my God! You and the Kansas City Chiefs. How bad did Man. you? How bad did you feel for that um, that Osai who hit uh, Patrick Mahomes late out of bounds? The whole thing. Well, to me, I, I was counted as an. This is going to go into overtime. But then I just seen this stuff happen. Said, you got to be kidding me. You got. And I, I'm going. What just happened? Mm-hmm. My daughter's sitting there. My daughter's sitting there saying, because I, I want to watch the end of the game, right? And she's like, um, so what happens if they, like, she must have asked me seven times, what happens if they tie? What happens if they tie? What happens if they tie? Because she wanted to watch something else on TV. I was, like, I was like, you know what? This is probably going to go into overtime. She's like, oh, man. And then the Osai, the Osai thing happens. It was great after the game. It was great after the game. A reporter asked him, um, you know, if he feels like he carries a lot of the weight of that loss on his shoulders. 
And he's like, oh, man, I feel so bad. And then another player could be like, come on, man, ask a real question. I'm like, that is a real question. That's what everybody wants to know. He probably lost the game and ended their season because he – no, I mean, they were two feet out of bounds. Yeah, but if you look at his, if you look at his performance throughout the whole game, he was part of the. He was the reason why they were where they were at. If you remember correctly, Kansas City came out. He just what he was trying to make a stop, and I mean, he just went for it. Didn't realize where they were at. I mean, I don't think either one of them until it was too late realizing. Oh shit! I'm like two feet outside out of bounds. Oh boy, and that was it. It was too late. It was too late. Yeah. It was sad to see. The other thing was, I was sad to see that boy, their quarterback, go down so early in the in the. I, I think it would have been a really close game had that boy not got injured in the Forty Nine er game. Yeah. Oh man, another game right there. You know, sad, sad. Yeah. But th- thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. You're welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy your brunch, yeah, Abel. You bet, buddy. Uh, enjoy the brunch and uh, enjoy getting your shout outs and hearing your Rolling Stone songs all day. Okay. Cool, man. So, Brunt, I just show up there and say, hey, I'm here, man. Feed me. No, come here and get a certificate, and then, then you can go down there. Yeah, hold, we'll, 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 we'll tell you how to do it. We'll hold give you all the second. details here in a second. Right. If you show up Where's, there, there might be like a guy that has no idea what the Red Zone Challenge is working at the, uh, at the, a guy or a gal. Where's Joe today, man? Where's Joe Lassiter right now? Avoiding my phone calls, avoiding my texts. As I say, as you know, because you're the only one to pick the Kansas City Chiefs, and now we're tied going into the Super Bowl. Well, that's good. Who are you going to say to Joe Lasseter? Can you hear me knocking? Can you uh, can you tell me? So you're tied for who doesn't finish in last, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, which there's some drama to that. There's some drama to that. Um, you know, we've got a couple weeks to figure this out. I, I think I think there should be a wager. On this somewhere, right? Uh, the wager is not finishing in last. So I have two strategies here. Uh, he'll pick first, or maybe I'll pick first. I don't know how it works. We're tied. It's been a long time since I've seen you in a bikini. I think Joe would have a problem. Like, Joe's one of those guys that... Yeah, no, is, we're not. We don't. We're not doing any side bets. All right? Like, we're just, we're like just gonna, he can't be in a bikini. You're not going to talk us into it. Okay? Joe, Joe might weigh one fifty wet, um, so uh, it would be a very, uh, very small bikini for for Joe. He's one of those guys. What is it with your obsession with guys in bikinis? No you obsession. Really need to like my obsession hang out lies, with your wife more. My obsession lies in the embarrassment factor. Yeah, of well, last there's place. No embarrassment. And there is no uh, last no place, last but place. we will see Come on, who there's ends gotta up be, in last place. There's got to be some "quote unquote" skin in the game, man. <laughs> and you would you want to see too much skin? That's that's a problem for me. All right, so so I say to you, Joe. God, I hate this song. When do they actually sing the damn? Can well, you hear me knocking? This is the bridge that you're in. It's a very long bridge. It's it's it's, it's a great thing. All right. I mean, if you were prepared, what, what what did old John Wooden say? Well, I figured I could just open it up, and I would eventually get to it if I played it. Long did John enough. when John Wooden was uh, preparing all those times? Did he did he just figure on some things? Here we go. That's right, Joe Lasseter, French fry man. Hey, he's got to open a restaurant day after tomorrow. Yeah, well, he's going to be hearing me, dude. You should talking go. about. 
You should a go big work. Win, I'm about to throw down. Work oh, the yeah. work the counter at, at his restaurant. He wouldn't want me there. I'd be the guy eating all the fries. Like, oh, I'm a t- I'm quality control. I gotta try this French fry. I gotta try this French fry. You kidding me? I love French fries, and to think that you can have them like 20 different ways or whatever. Um, so the strategy is, I, I want to go with KC, and if he wants to go with KC, then we could both do that, and then it comes down to a tiebreaker score. Or do I just do I have enough faith in Philadelphia if he goes KC to just roll with Philadelphia? That's where you're going to go. KC? I got a week. I got a week to think about. No, you got two got weeks. Week you got two weeks. Or yeah, really two weeks. All right, Billy Idol and the Stones coming up, and next we're going to be giving away a fifty dollars gift card and getting somebody qualified for our Super Bowl party. This is a catered Super Bowl party brought to your house. I know we're kind of springing this on you, but if uh, who it doesn't matter. You could have maybe you know just your cousins and your brother or a buddy Neighbors. over, and we'll yeah we'll cater it. Uh, or you can invite a bunch of people. It's up to you. So uh, more on that and a chance to get qualified and win next. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. KZOZ Morning Mind Fun. All right, we're going to get uh, We got two ladies here that we're able to call in first. Hey, when women want to win something, they can be very, very quick, Jeff. We've got Lydia and Shelly on the line. Ladies, good morning. Hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. All right. So what's going to happen here, guys, is uh, first person to get two questions right is going to be a winner, okay? Okay. All right. All right. We're going to throw questions out at you. All right. First off, which team, which NFL team did Dan Marino play for as quarterback? And that question goes to Lydia. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Goat. Are you having a hard time hearing her, Jeff? No, I can hear her just fine. Oh, okay. Goat to I, win the Super to not win a Super I'm Bowl. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because my friends are all listening. And they're probably cracking up. Oh, okay. All right. So Lydia uh, doesn't know the answer to the question. Shelly, we'll give it to you. Which Miami NFL Dolphins. team... All right, there you go. That's correct. There's a point. Shelly's on the board. All right, this question is for Shelly. If she gets this right, she wins. Which player is known as the refrigerator, Shelly? We need his first and last name. Which player is known as the refrigerator? William Perry. Wow. Good job. All right, Lydia. Try again have another day. Bye. Oh, well. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry your friends are going to laugh at you. <laughs> well, that was pretty easy, Shelly. That was. Shelly, I'm just so glad Jeremy came up with the uh, questions this morning because I'm looking at my questions right now. My question, and I thought this was going to be easy, was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who won the Super Bowl MVP in, uh, when the Steelers won in 2009? Oh, geez. Yeah, that's not an easy question. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> the questions were going to get harder. I was going to make it. I was going to make it multiple choice. It was going to be Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, Heath Miller, or Santonio Holmes. Want to take a take a guess? I have no clue. No clue. That was a long time ago. You want to take a guess, Jeremy? <laughs> Give me the options again. Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, Heath Miller, and Santonio Holmes. This is the Super Bowl that the Steelers won over the Arizona Cardinals. 
I would I would say if I would have to say Ben Roethlisberger. It at was that time. it was Santonio Holmes. Cut to who? Santonio Holmes. <laughs> yeah, ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's I had this was the next question. Uh, who won the very first Super Bowl in 1967, Shelley? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, you would you would take a guess and you would say. That's when I was how about, born. How about the Green Bay Packers, the Lombardi Trophy? No. That's why I think the Lombardi I just, Trophy. Um, yeah. I, I just thought you were – sorry, I thought, that was, I thought you were going to have that one too. But anyways. You know, interesting fun fact. Tom Brady has uh, seven Super Bowl rings. Uh, Marv Fleming has four Super Bowl rings. But he has five NFL championship rings because he was playing prior. He was the tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Back before they play, started playing the Super Bowl, back before the merger, before the league merger. So when he was playing in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers won five championships before they went on to win two more. And then Marv Fleming was traded to the Miami Dolphins, where he won two more Super Bowl rings. So he has five championship rings. Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. It's pretty good. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. All right, well, Shelly, congratulations. You won a $50 gift card, courtesy Wait. of our friends at Astound Broadband. Astound Broadband, the Central Coast's new and only fiber internet provider with download and upload speeds up to 2 gigs. Plans start at just $24.95 a month, unlimited data included. Sign up for award-winning service at astound.com and get one month free. KZOZ.com for more on the big super party catered by the Switch Slow Give away some more gift cards and get somebody else qualified tomorrow. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Listen online at KZOZ.com. Um, whoops, the 12th. Nope. That's the wrong yeah, yeah. That's not a Super Bowl. <laughs> There's the right button. <laughs> we got well, I, I think that was the Super Bowl for the Niners, actually. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I think we got a Niners fan in the studio right now. Oh, no. He's wearing those Raiders. Raiders. He's a Raiders oh. guy. Come on. Raiders guy. Okay, Brian Appiano's in here. You know him from the rib line, but he also has a place called The Switch and Slow, which I want to know more about because I'm following it on, you know, social media, Brian, and um, and it looks super interesting. So we're going to talk about that, but they are going to be catering a Super Bowl party that could be at your house. Qualify each weekday morning with us at 840. Win a $50 gift card from our friends at Astound Broadband, the Central Coast new and only fiber internet. And then get ready to be uh, just pampered from the switch slow on Super Sunday with uh, Suzanne and the crew coming out to your house. Um, all right. Well, Brian, it's always good to talk to you. We're oh, huge fans of Rib Line. We've been fans for such a long time. Uh, just you know, a, I've just never a, had the a fan of you to, and what you cook too. Oh, thank you, know, you very yes. much. I appreciate. it. I love cooking. Yeah, and, and we know. I still uh, want to do the Brahma shows. Bowl challenge one day. By the way, but I don't know, man. That's bigger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> talk about the switch and slow and and what this is all about. So the Switch Slows, our newest location, It uh, we actually do switch the menu every two to three months. That's hence the name, The Switch. Currently, we're open from 9 to 3, doing breakfast and lunch. We have filet mignon sandwiches. We have a filet mignon Philly, shrimp tacos. We also have breakfast. We have like a wake and bacon breakfast burrito. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And also what we're doing is doing pop-up kitchens and kitchen takeovers in the evenings. So like next this coming Wednesday... Uh, we're going to have Sister Kitchen, Thai food from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock. 
they come out. You you let other people come in and use your facility. Yes, sir. And we sell the beer and the wine and the drinks and let them enjoy popping up and serving some food. Oh, that's cool. So, so uh, how do people find out? Like, like when they follow you on Instagram? Instagram, Facebook. We just started our TikTok. 45-year-old guy is starting TikTok. Oh, that's fun. fun. You, know, you can imagine. Government. Don't do that. They're, hey, the Chinese are listening. They're going to steal your yeah. recipes. The and they're going to sell them to the Russians. As long as they send people in to eat, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it to the Russians. Yeah, so we're also doing the Taco Tuesday Throwdown, which is where we have two guest chefs come in every Tuesday and compete with a taco. And the customers vote on which one's their favorite taco, and the winning chef moves on to the next round. So it's like March Madness. We had a bracket. With Yakos. 100%. Okay. So tomorrow is actually our final Taco Tuesday Throwdown, and we have Burgers and More against Eva's Comida. They've each won a couple rounds to make it to the finals. Wow. And the okay. grand prize winner. I mean, doesn't Eva's Camila have a have a have yeah. an unfair advantage over burgers and more? I mean, <laughs> you would be surprised. You would think. But you know, the and more part of the burgers it brings the flavor. You know, okay, it, okay. you'd be surprised. Uh, burgers and more actually beat um a couple taco people in the first couple rounds. Yeah. It, it, See, it, I'm it, all about it, this. So do I get to show up and be a judge, or do I get to show up and enjoy this uh, tomorrow night? 100%. You can show up, be a judge, and enjoy it. Okay. Two for one. Okay. So people just can show up, and then when they eat, they get to vote. Yep. It's 10 bucks. You get to try both tacos. You also get a drink discount, um, and then you get a voting ticket. Eat both tacos. Put your ticket in the one that you like the be- like better. So is your as, as a proprietor of the... Of the um, the switch, the switch. Is your goal to like uh, get these great taco makers to come in and then try to hire them away from their current uh, situation? That's a good idea. <laughs> I could think. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it's just a way to showcase a lot of the different vendors. Um, you know, when 2020 happened and they didn't have a place to go, we didn't have, we couldn't go to the, the different farmers market. We didn't have, we couldn't do weddings. All these little pop up ideas. So we had all these independent vendors, and I was like, dude, what can we do to kind of help them? like promote and that's kind of what i came up with like food competitions giving them the way to sell some food i give them they get the money coming in we we give it back to them the winner gets additional money that's cool so we try to make it fun um yeah it's it's been a great experience everybody's really loved it that's awesome um do you ever get confused like um when you're working and the switch is right next door to the rib line like sometimes at my house i'll go I'll be thinking of something else. I'll have something else on my mind, and I'll go. I'm thinking I'm going to the garage to grab something, but then I go up to my bedroom, and I'm standing in my bedroom, and I'm like, why the hell am I in here? How often does that happen to you between the switch and the rib line? I mean, we actually cut a hole in between the switch and the rib line so we can walk back and forth between. So it happens so all the happen. time. <laughs> no, it happens all the time. It happens like, more now. I have to look, look around. Which way? Where am I at now? <laughs> So oh, yeah. Filet mignon. Filet mignon or tri-tip. <laughs> well, Brian, let's talk about what we're thinking about doing for the menu for the catered party yet. Um, oh, I realize man. you probably don't have, I don't know if you have it all figured out yet, but you must have an idea of the direction you're going. I was thinking I was going to serve up some of, the, of our most popular dishes there. We have our spicy fried chicken sandwich where we do a sous vide chicken thigh with a sriracha honey on a brioche bun. That's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I was also going to do the filet mignon Philly, um, part of, and cut those in half. And then for the third sandwich, I was kind of debating whether it's just going to be the filet mignon sandwich or if we're going to do something different. So definitely the first two is going to be the spicy fried chicken sandwich and the filet mignon Philly. 
For the third one, we're not too sure yet. All right. If you well, have any requests, I mean, let me know. What about wings? I mean, it's, you know. I don't know. Oh, you, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll He's got the Simple. fried chicken sandwich. Doesn't that cut? Doesn't that oh, take, yeah. I guess it's kind of like that. the chicken. Yeah, you got the chicken side of it covered. I mean, there, every jackhole's going to have wings at their, at well, their I know, Super Bowl I know. party. That's you got the switch Simple. coming to the to, And to you're going to have filet mignon. That's going to be nice. Filet mignon, a spicy fried chicken sandwich, or wings. It's up to you. We can do both. So, All right, um, so uh, how you enter this is uh, tomorrow morning we'll do it again, uh, 8.40 a.m. You call in, and uh, that's how you get yourself name in the hat, $50 gift card. And uh, who knows? We could be bringing this party to you. We got this week and next week we'll be getting people qualified. And uh, what's new with the rib line, by the way? Oh, man, same old thing. Doing Catering season just started back up, so we're hitting all kinds of people doing wedding tastings. It's like everybody gets engaged over the holidays and they all call us to start planning their weddings during january and february so that's been really good um just we moved over our grover beach location and we're gonna be taking over the full the full bar so we'll have beer and wine there coming up soon uh we're gonna completely redo the inside it's gonna be a lot more family friendly atmosphere for the grover beach location which my wife and i are really excited about yeah, it's it, it's a it's a that's the best part of Grover Beach right there. It's the nicest. They got all the fancy lights. Now yeah. we'll actually clean it up a little bit. <laughs> but the, the, <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah. the best part the best part about ribline though is the kids because the kids love the ribline. It's like my it's kids like, love to eat. They if it was up to them, they'd eat ribline three or four times a week. Yeah, uh, it's great. Um, I I I haven't checked out your social media. I should have uh, about a week ago. <laughs> I wouldn't be on social media if I didn't have restaurants. <laughs> The the taco party catering uh, made a burrito pizza. Yeah, oh my god, dude, that video pizza was unreal. I I had a couple slices myself. I took it home. My daughter ate the rest of it. Shoot, do you dip it in the consomme? Yes, he gave you. You do, dude. He had a green sauce, a red sauce, and a consomme. And it, oh my gosh, the tortillas, and they had a like something crunchy in the middle. I don't know if it was like a crunchy corn tortilla, but it was phenomenal. And that was when during one of your takeovers. The, take, the takeovers, yeah, was, I think it was last Sunday or two Sundays ago. Man, that's that's incredible. That's really cool what you're doing there. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about your daily specials. Oh yeah, like like because what Wednesdays we're doing, we do a five dollar spicy fried chicken sandwich or a five dollar um, breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Thursdays is a three dollar breakfast burrito. Okay, how how are you? Like you're losing. With the price of eggs? Right now, you're losing money on a $3 breakfast burrito. <laughs> Honestly. He's got a lot of chickens at his house. Yeah, I, w- I wish. You know, we started this promotion because I truly believe that people have to try your restaurant five to seven times before it gets into their mental Rolodex. Mm-hmm. So I try to have these killer specials to where you almost have to come in and try it. Okay. Because I figure if you come in and try our food, you'll be back. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, Brian, yeah, your food has always been on top of it. And, and the fact that you're giving it away is, yeah, people should definitely. <laughs> I appreciate it. And, and it's also because now is the time that it's usually slower for restaurants. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to keep it a little bit busier, even if I'm not making any money, I keep my people getting hours. You know, so we kind of sacrifice making any, making any money right now right. just to make sure we're busy enough to stay open and keep those people getting hours. Did you guys hear the news over the weekend about the what? chicken plant that caught on fire? Yeah. No. Oh, more chicken more problems? chicken problems? A hundred thousand chickens. Oh my god. So they, were they able to save any and feed any small children or no. people in need? No. <laughs> that sucks. No. That's there is, there is, there is. 
So that egg thing is not going to be <laughs> slowing down anytime soon. Wow. That's, a, that's I crazy. I have a friend that has six chickens, and uh, she just gave me a carton. So I'm like, I like watching sure. all the social media stuff right now where they're doing all the different, like they have the eggs looking like people like selling drugs, but they're selling <laughs> eggs. Like, hey, man, I got you over here. What you need? You got two? You need three. <laughs> it's, it's, they're pretty funny. Uh, all right, so uh, make sure you get to the Switch in slow. What's the website for it, or are you just running social media right now, bro? TheSwitchSlow.com. You can order online. We do free delivery, okay. too. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for jumping on board with us. Great catching up with you. Oh, thank you, man. It's always good catching up with you guys. All right. 93.3 KCOC rocks. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Football rocks at 93.3 KZOZ. Play Jeff and Jeremy's Red Zone Challenge at KZOZ.com. Thanks to Fred Bruin Realtor and California Diesel and RV, we're offering up a killer list of prizes. Including a thousand bucks, a new 50-inch TV and soundbar from Coast Electronics, a staycation for two at Sea Venture in Pismo with brunch Saturday or Sunday, and KZOZ MVP status. Our crew repping for you with shoutouts and your favorite classic rock band spinning all day. Jeff and Jeremy's Red Zone Challenge from Fred Bruin Realtor. For real estate information relative to the ever-changing market, go to fredbruin.com for his daily blog and on YouTube at Fred Bruin Realtor. Or call Fred at 805-235-4681. License number 00969867 since 1987. I love it. Cheers to 15 years of football picks and some solid sports-style smack talking at 93. 3.3 KZOZ. Things we didn't get to in hashtag form with Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Hashtag got my jersey on. Oh, you did? I'm... Not that jersey. I'm not a jersey guy. I'm not a jersey guy either. But I was on Friday I night. Friday night okay. when I went and saw uh, Wanted. I, I got my jersey LA served up LA style. And I went and saw. Yeah, I heard you were thrown up there on stage. You weren't really expecting that. And no, the microphone got wasn't working. With your sweats on, the microphone wasn't working. Um, but it well, was, I think the microphone was working. It just the whoever was running the sound didn't have you potted. Yeah, it, it said it was on. I looked at the thing. It says on, and then I talked into it, and I could hear myself because what happened was it was on the monitors. So I was like, "Oh, this is working fine. I can hear it just fine coming over the speakers." And the guy sitting next to the monitors. Said, oh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Because he was sitting next to the monitors. <laughs> Nobody else. Nobody oh, else at Kramer Statewide knew, knew what I was saying, but that's fine. They still rock the house. I. It's such a fun... I heard that they were great. I heard they were really oh, good. Yeah, dude. I mean, I did the play to the crowd. I mean, got the crowd involved. And that's what's cool about that space, okay? Is like you, you can do that... In an auditorium with like 400 people, yeah, but it's not as easy because it's hard to walk down there and do the thing. Have you ever seen Elvis is coming up, uh, or the Elvis impersonators coming up? Have you ever seen the video of Elvis when he did Love Me Tender in Vegas? No. Oh my God. He would do Love Me Tender and he'd, he'd like, he'd be singing and he'd walk off the stage and then he'd, how, he'd, uh, uh, not, what is the guy's name? Richard Dawson up the girls in the crowd while he was singing. And it was the grossest sounding thing because he'd be love me tender, love <laughs> kissing these girls. That's don't do that again. <laughs> he like and you could hear it on the microphone. 
Gross. You could hear uh, Elvis Presley on the sweaty let ass Elvis old do it. Yeah, man, I don't want to watch Elvis, you. Uh, Vegas Elvis up there kissing oh, these girls oh, and they're swooning yeah, and they're like going oh. up and their their boyfriends and their husbands are like, yeah, go ahead, go up there and kiss Elvis as they're smoking on a Winston, <laughs> drinking a martini. Um, you could do that kind of stuff at that venue at, at Kramer State Wine. I mean, it, it's pretty, it's pretty. Well, cool. you dress up as Elvis on Elvis Night just for the fun of it. And no. today share a birthday. You can't take that away from James Crook, who is the Elvis impersonator that's going to be there. Be an Elvis party, a costume party. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I'm afraid the Elvis impersonator is going to come over and kiss my wife, and I'm going to be forced to uh, to defend her honor. How are you going to do that? I guess punch yeah. him in the nose. I don't know. Yeah, I've fought you before. You're not that tough. You might want to think of another th- idea. Well, I can't fight you. You're my friend. I just push you. I just hold you at an arm's distance. <laughs> We've never thrown punches at each other. We've come close. But I did push Jeff out a window once, halfway. He didn't fall out. And it was on the ground floor. It was, yeah, but it was the window was up a little too high for you. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Vegas, hashtag still alive. Jay Leno, we talked about this. He got another accident. He's performing in Vegas, and he says it's not going to slow him down. He got clotheslined. Did you hear about this? He was driving his motorcycle mm-hmm. through a parking lot. There was a cable up. Clotheslined him off the bike. Oh, God. What happened with the um, motorcycle accident? Oh, yeah. I was riding my motorcycle up in Lake Tahoe. I came around the corner and crashed into Jeremy Renner's snow, uh, snowplow. But I'm pumped. And that's why uh, you wouldn't catch me at a Jay Leto show. <laughs> but he is tough. He is moving on. Uh, we're hearing from uh, DeMar Hamlin. He posted a video on Saturday. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. No. I wanted to hear some of it. Here he is talking. I think it was important for me to wait and speak publicly at the right time, as it was just a lot to process. What happened to me on Monday Night Football, I feel, is a direct example of God using me as a vessel to share my passion and my love directly from my heart uh, with the entire world. And I'm able to give it back to kids and communities all across the world. I'm so thankful to everybody. I know that it isn't enough just to be thankful. This is just the beginning of the impact that I wanted to have on the world. And with God's guidance, I will continue to do wonderful and great things. I couldn't do this without any of the support and the love. And I can't wait to continue to take y'all on this journey with me. Is he going to play again? I want to know that. I would like. There's a few questions I have for Demar, but uh, he's not, he's not taking my calls right now. But here's the thing: uh, I'm glad that he's doing good. I'm glad that he's he's got this new uh, message that he's going to deliver. So that's that's fantastic. Uh oh, let's see here. What? All right, fantastic, but it lacks details. I mean, what's this? That was very nondescript. Are you going to play again? What's the deal? Are you going to be a an advocate yeah, for, for children? I mean, what you know? Maybe you he doing? doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know right now. So uh, we'll just have to wait. And see. Do you think the NFL wanted the Buffalo Bills to advance? Like the the NFL is kind of upset that the Buffalo Bills didn't beat the Cincinnati Bengals and move on to beat the Kansas City Chiefs to play in the Super Bowl because that would have been the story. Like, if, I'm sure they would love that. Yeah, I mean, I'm we have a bit of a marketing background, and yeah, I mean, why wouldn't that would be? That would have played out very nice, but it didn't happen, did it? 
Mm-mm. That's why you play the games. That's why you. That's why you play the games on Sunday. Uh, I guess you can rent out Kevin Costner's uh, Aspen, Colorado. I don't know if you call it a cabin. I'd say at $36,000 per night, it's probably a, a, a fortress. 6,000 square feet, 160 acres, 12 bedrooms, 8 bathrooms, 24-7 caretakers on site. It's got a baseball field. Oh, field of dreams? Well, you could rent it out for a baseball team. Uh, no, it's do got a little... sledding hill and a hot tin, three hot tubs. The problem is it's in Aspen. Spring training is you know, snow on the ground. You know, I mean, what the hell? What are you going to do with that? You know. Oh, well, you know, yes, but no. I mean, if you rent it this summer. Hmm. So, anyways, I guess if you're a fan of Yellowstone and Kevin Costner, and you want to, you know, drink off the same faucet he washes his hands on, then there you go. Thirty six thousand dollars a night. Thousand dollars a night. That's pretty good for. Uh, if you were if you were in Kevin Costner's shoes, I don't know what Kevin Costner makes from Yellowstone. He should make a lot. I mean, it's a I'm wide, sure he does. widely popular show, um, and all the money he's made from Field of Dreams and Waterworld. I see Waterworld. I was going <laughs> to leave that one out. The Mailman. <laughs> um, all the uh, money that he's made from his endeavors in acting. I mean, right. he's he's a top fifty male lead, oh, yeah. right? I mean, you would think... I would think so. Maybe even top 20 now. You would think that you wouldn't need to rent out your place for $36,000 a night, right? And if it wasn't Kevin Costner's place, would it fetch that kind of price tag? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it fetch like a $20,000 a night price tag? A $15, or, or even 000? less, or even, or even less, right? I mean, I know it's Aspen, so there's it's going to be up there, but... I gotta, I gotta imagine. Yeah, you're paying an extra twenty grand a night, probably just because it's Kevin Costner's place. That's crazy. But you, I'm you guessing he also it. doesn't want to rent it out a lot either, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, when you put a price no, tag on, I mean, that, nobody forces him to right. sign up with Airbnb. <laughs> I mean. And then, and then, what kind of rich jerk are you if you just, you know, you give that money that you make on your house to charity? No, you just put it in your pocket. Oh yeah, he's got kids and he's stuff, got, right? He's he? got more than enough money. It's so funny how everybody says that people have more than enough money when they're in a position like Kevin Costner. You don't know that. You don't know what his monthly expenditures are. I'm going to say he's doing okay. You just you know, threw out his resume. Listen, I'm not judging the guy. I'm just telling you people you're will. Telling, the, you're telling him to put, put, give money, more money to charity? To Jeremy, yes. You're, you're really good at spending Kevin Costner's money. I could be if he allowed me to. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.